Ask the Podcast Coach for April 30th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's it's Saturday. It's uh, time for Ask the Podcast Coach where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com, And we have a special guest in the uh, studio this week coming from uh, Yellowstone and, you know, um, A Star is Born, everybody's favorite TV deep voice man, Sam Elliott. Sam, thanks for coming on the show. Good morning to you, Dave. <laughs> There's a little Irish in that one, I think. I, <laughs> I don't, think so. I'm not very, I'm not very good at voices, <laughs> but, I, but I do have a deep, very, very white voice going little cold this morning, maybe first cold I've had in three years. You know, one of those where you're like, oh, yeah. Remember this? Yeah. Remember when we got we, ill? You know, we got sicknesses? But the so beautiful, it was happy Saturday morning. Yes, that is the the soothing tones of one Jim Cullison from the average guy. It, it'll get TV. better. As, it'll get better as we go. <laughs> you know what might uh, make your throat feel a whole lot better? It'd Coffee. be That's right. A good old cup of joe there. From our good friend Mark at podcastbranding.co. If you are uh, if you are new to the show, we talk about Mark a lot. You know why? Because Mark's really, really good. He uh, last night I did. In fact, I did these. Look at this. I have uh, somewhere. I'm wasting my sixty seconds. Here's a blank envelope. Somewhere in here, I have mailing labels now to ship my book out, and on it is the School of Podcasting logo. It looks amazing. Mark is a podcaster. He's a graphic artist. He's going to sit down with you one-on-one and figure out how your logo, your artwork, your website, if you need it, fits your brand so that everything is just, it comes together to make this awesome package and an awesome first impression. Because remember, they see you before they hear you. So if you're looking for great artwork, anything just to look awesome, Go over to uh, podcastbranding.co. That's podcastbranding.co. Good cup of coffee, always based on a true story. Or good, or, or a big thanks to our friend Dan LeFeb over there, based on a true story podcast.com. He has a new episode out this week. Dr. Ant in Hell on Wheels with Sheila Myers. So if you need a new podcast to listen to, you're looking for things based on a true story or not, head over there, based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Yeah, and uh, I did find it. This is from Sticker Mule. Oh, it's a mailing. It's a mailing black. So when somebody buys the book, you know, profit from your podcast, I used to send it out in a generic bubble wrap. But it's right. a book. We don't really need bubble wrap, you know. But no, I no, saw th- no. these were on sale at Sticker Mule, as was How a teach. Um, you know, I don't know. It was like oh. th- three cents, I think, something like that. Yeah, they're okay. cheap. That's so pretty cheap. Pretty, yeah, yeah, a pretty good way of getting some branding. Yeah. So I was like, it just it adds just a little bit of uh, pizzazz to uh, you know, it just makes you look a little more professional, yeah. I guess, in a, little, a way. A little more pro. Again, you know, branding is that thing. It doesn't necessarily sell things right away, but when someone's ready to buy or they're ready to act or they're ready to subscribe to a new podcast, you want to be top of mind. And I think that's a perfect example, right, of you're sending something, your book to them. They're, they're going to get it and they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This is, I mean, we send out for our new employee um, orientation, we send out a box that's Gallup branded. 
Yeah, nice. That's sharp. Like it is super sharp. People keep the box. Like people display the <laughs> box. You see it in their in their office, whatever. You know, I've called them and they've got it in the background, you know, in the box. It's like a work of art. So good on you for thinking through that. That may be one of those strategies. Again, keep that podcast top of mind for people. That's it. The chat room is going crazy uh, this morning. Yeah, we have tons really of questions. Good. Here's one. My yeah. new show launches tomorrow. So congratulations with two episodes. I've sent it out for feedback from people that aren't my mom. That's great. Sent to sent people to a trailer, which has over 150 downloads so far. So that's good. Um, what else? Um, get your show, and this will take maybe 20 minutes. Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon are the minimum four. But I would also go to Ghana, Deezer, Stitcher, um, iHeart, um, Odyssey. There are a bunch out there. Uh, just to make sure that you are everywhere people listen to podcasts. Then have those links on your website. So I'm not saying, hey, ask the podcast coach. Just uh, find us wherever you know good podcasts are sold. Even though they're not sold, they're free. <laughs> no, I go go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash subscribe because search in Spotify and Apple is awful. It's just absolute just I want to curse. It's really bad. So uh, that would be it. And then tell the world on whatever day you launch, hit your email, hit your social, um, you know, tell all your friends to tell all their friends and tell them to go to your website.com slash subscribe slash follow whatever you want to use and tell people to not rate and review, although they can do that if they want but they should do that after they subscribe slash follow to your show. Uh, am I missing anything else, Jim? You know, I, um, I like this idea of when, because you're going to have just a few listeners when you get started. Even if your trailer has 150 listens, that's going to translate to 65 or 75 listeners out of that. Not everybody's going to subscribe um, from that. They'll watch the trailer and make a decision. Early in your podcast, you have this opportunity to engage with your audience at a very personal level. And I think sometimes podcasters get too much in a hurry of trying to be a big deal as opposed to trying to make their audience a big deal. So this audience member is going to come, subscribe, and listen. They're going to listen to you a couple times. They're going to be excited about talking to you. A lot of, a lot of podcasters think I'm too busy for people. Like I can't, I, I got to make my podcasts. You know, I got things to do. You know how long my podcasts take to make, Dave? Mm -hmm. I hear this from podcasters all the time. Do you realize how long it takes to make? You know, yes, I do. I, I make a bunch of them. I get that. But you got this opportunity to go one-on-one -on -one with your audience. Don't miss it. Because if this grows, there's going to be a day when you can't, you can't physically reach your audience. Right now, you can. So make sure you're getting out there. If they email you, email them back. Yeah. Invite them to a phone call. Uh, do something, you know, do, do a zoom, you know, a zoom session with them, speed up, uh, treat them extra special because they're the ones are going to help you grow your audience, right? They're going to go out and tell people they're the word of mouth people that are going to, that are going to tell them. So don't blow them off. Yeah. I have a show coming in a couple days. Oddly, Jim, you want to guess what this show's about? You ready for my title? It's called, the podcast trailer show. It, it, is it about making podcast trailers? Maybe it is me playing podcast trailers. Oh, you're going to, it's, it's like the rodeo show, but for trailers. Yeah, but there's no opinion. 
It is okay. me saying today I've got two trailers about spies. The first one is Shane at spybrary.com, and the second one is some other guy that likes James Bond. Um, in between there, here's a fun exercise. Try doing an ad for 15 seconds. Because I, I originally I had like a minute uh, spot for the School of Podcasting, and then I'm also working with the guys over at Audrey.io. That's where I'm getting all the promos from. And all of a sudden it dawned on me that my podcast was 50% ads because the the ads were a minute or the, the trailers were a minute. And then I was putting in two minutes of ads. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. So it's fun doing a 15. So you'll, you'll hear a trailer and then you'll hear me say 15 seconds about one feature at the school of podcasting. And then you'll hear another trailer. And then you'll hear me at the end say, this trailer was brought to you by Audrey.io. It's collaborated, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's one of those kind of fake shows that Dave is playing with just to play with tools and toys. Test, and, test yeah. some things out. Yeah. Um, Rob, who had that original question. Yeah. Rob, one, one more thing I'd say to you, Dave, is I was thinking about you starting this new mm. trailer show. Every new show starts what what's called the Gartner hype cycle, right? And so you go you start out on a trajectory and it feels good and you got new listeners and you and you think, Oh, this'll go forever and it just doesn't. Three five, 12 weeks, whatever it peaks. And then it starts down the trough and it, it, it's not bad. It's just people do different things. They lose a little bit of interest. You can't hold them forever. Yeah. So you'll see your numbers trail off. Dave, this is where generally where podcasters think, Oh, it's over. Yeah. No, that's just the beginning. Like the, the peak and trough is just one of the steps in starting a podcast. You got to survive the trough. You got to get through and it, Nobody's contacting you. You're not getting any feedback. There's no, no reviews coming in. And you're like, God, is anybody listening to this thing? Exactly. That's, that's when you, that's when the work begins. Not, not at the launch. The work yeah. begins in the trough. I, so I always use the analogy of so many people think I have to have a big launch to, to be a, a successful podcast. And it doesn't hurt. But I also say, if you have, a ginormous wedding. Like you just, you, all your friends and family and you release doves, all sorts of like this amazing wedding. That does not mean that you're going to have a successful marriage. Cause in my opinion, in both cases, once the launch is over and once the wedding is over, that's when the real work begins. And that's just like you said, when that, when you come over the hill and now the people that, weren't sure if this was for them have stuck around and those that went, yeah, this isn't really for me have left. And you see that first dip. That's where, you know, that's where you get those people that jump off after seven episodes. And so it's a matter of, uh, you know, and when you use social media saying episode three is out, doesn't make anybody want to click on it. So think of your, your social media, like marketing for, not because the people that know you that follow you probably know you have a podcast because you probably have already asked them to give me feedback. So they know it's coming. So when you say episode four is out, yay. Instead say, Hey, in this episode, we talk about grilling. Do you know anybody that's getting ready to grill this weekend? Boom. So it, give them something to give to their audience. Cause we've already reached them. They're, they're part of our tribe. We want to give them something to give to their audience. So we're trying to go two layers deep to get those people 
to start listening. So that's the, uh, it's, it's great advice, Dave. I, I, that's such, cause so often we're so excited that we get the first 10 out and we, we, we tell people we market the episode number <laughs> instead of, instead of the value, value of, of it, the, yeah. you know, right. The value, a DR says, um, you know, may, might be time to do some guest speaking gigs. Yeah. Uh, Rob said that he's coming from another podcast. He's been on a podcast for the last year. So he kind of understands ah, good. some of that good. And, you know, Rob, you'll be able to pull some of that audience over with you. Not all of them will come. It just kind of depends on the situation. Right. But it could be a good opportunity um, for you to do both. Uh, be on other folks' podcasts if you can, talking about this stuff. Or, and I, we don't we don't know what your podcast is, but... Or have other guests on who, by the way, and don't expect when you have guests, don't you get, you guys know this. Don't expect them to do the advertising for you. Yeah. Like that's not why you're having them on the show, right? They're they're not there. You're, they're not a marketing engine for you. You, You're there to promote them. So make sure you're doing your job as well. Yeah. When I always hear the, uh, you know, this guest didn't share it. And my question is, did you do an interview that was different than the other five interviews they've already done today? Yeah. Because if the answer is no, well, I I always use the example of Pat Flynn. I think everybody knows the Pat Flynn story. He had a PDF. He was an architect. He made this thing on how to pass a test and thus launched his entrepreneurial uh, career because it started selling like hotcakes. So if I do, and I want to hear Pat's story. Pat, let's go back to when you lost your job as an architect. And then Pat talks about, yeah, I made this PDF and it sold like hotcakes. His audience knows that story. He's he's not sharing that with his audience because they're going to go. Oh my God, the Green Academy exam again? No. So you've got if you want people to share it, you got to do something uh, different. So. I, I interviewed an industry guy uh, for a tech gadget, and he came on and he's been doing the podcast junket. You know, he's been going around speaking on all these podcasts, and he's yeah. got a marketing team that has been putting them on all these podcasts. And by the time I got him in, he was just worn out. You could just kind of tell that he had, you know, same old. I even had somebody make a comment in the chat in the beginning of the show. They were like, he doesn't look interested at all. <laughs> like, like, uh, does he even want to be here? Kind of yeah. thing, you know, type deal. And I, I didn't, so I didn't ask the typical questions. We, we really, I kind of got into his story a little bit and, and the passion of the company and some of the things that they're doing. And by the end of the interview, he was absolutely energized. You could just see a marked difference between mm. the beginning and the end. But Dave, I t- sometimes I think we do too much research, right? When we, we have a guest on, we know everything. So we're like, well, you know, I, I'm going to ask, you, you got to ask questions. You're right. You got to ask questions that people don't know. That's your job, right? So maybe go listen to a few other ones, but don't, don't do the same things everybody else has done. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that you you want that guest to say because you know it's going to bring value to, you know, your audience. So sometimes, you know, you have to ask Skinner to play Freebird because that's what everybody wants to hear. But don't make the whole thing the greatest hits because they've heard everything. We need something off the new album, even though nobody's heard it yet. So uh, Andreas has some, some good news. He says, um, hey, because of my podcast today, I'll be speaking in the local radio with a well-known uh, Costa Rican radio and TV presenter. Uh, I had a guest in a previous episode of my podcast, and that is nice. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Always love those because of my podcast stories. Uh, what do you guys suggest for a one sheet for your personal uh, background story and topics that you have some knowledge on? So, 
that's interesting because I don't have a one sheet. I don't either. Um, but it's always weird because when somebody says, what can you speak on? It's hard not to sound like a giant douche when I go anything podcasting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so I'll go like how to start a podcast. I remember once it was like Dave, Jack- it's just a bio for me, but in the same way that I remember the last time before I worked at Libsyn, when I got the job before that, I had just, you know, I had my big shot, smarty pants teaching degree. You know, it's like, look at this. I graduated from Akron U. I've got, a, you know, uh, whatever that guy, bachelor's degree in education, specializing in technical education and uh, could not get the phone to ring. I'm applying to all of these different jobs. And that's when I asked somebody and they said, oh, things have changed, you know, boomer since you uh, last uh, applied for a job. And the first person that sees your uh, resume is not a person anymore. It's it's a some sort of software that's scanning for keywords. So you can't use the same resume for each person. So and sure enough, I went to their the next job I applied for. I looked at what they were looking for, adjusted my. Uh, resume to have more keywords in it based on their keywords. And lo and behold, the phone rang because I knew like, if I can get the phone to ring, I can get an interview. And if I get an interview, mm-hmm. I can get hired. And that's exactly what happens. So I might take that approach to, if I'm sending my resume, if I'm sending my one sheet to a show, I might specialize it. So if I'm approaching a business show, I might be Dave Jackson author of the book profit from your podcast. If I'm approaching a marketing show, I might be Dave Jackson from the school of pod. You know, it's just different things like that. So gives it gives it. I always ask if they, if they do a pre-call or I get a chance to talk to them before interviews, I always kind of ask what's most relevant to your audience. Like how can I help you look great in front of your audience? That's what we're here to do. So, you know, ask some questions. What, 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 what can I say that will further what you're trying to get done? Whether, you know, I get asked to be on leadership shows or managing, you know, because that's the space I'm in for Gallup strength stuff. And so I always try to like, you know, what would be the best for you? What are you hoping is the best possible outcome on this thing? Why, why, why'd you pick me? And, and how can I bring value uh, to make sure you're getting what you're looking for? Yeah. He says here, you know, when it comes to one sheets and making a PDF, do you use it and is it useful? And then I was thinking, I don't have one really. I I mean, I have a bio, but then I thought about it. Do I ever read a one sheet? Jim, do you get any of these when people pitch to be on your show? Uh, sometimes, sometimes we get asked this in the community a lot with our coaches, with our coaching community. And they have a one sheet that if, you know, they're trying to pitch something. It's like, send me one thing. You know, I've got five minutes to basically read something. Send me one thing. So it is a thing. And if you haven't, just make sure it's done well. Get get Mark to do it for you. There you go. Get, get a graphic designer. Get somebody who knows what they're doing. Well, and this is where, if I was going to specialize it, I would say, you know, Dave Jackson is a blah, 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 2005, yada, yada, yada. And then somewhere in there, I'm going to say, I saw on episode, you know, 39, where you talked about such and such. Have you ever thought of approaching it from this angle? A, that shows you listened. B, it, it just, to me, when I get the, hey, no name, love your show, which one I have many, you know, just the, the more specific you can make it that proves that you listen to the show, you understand the show, you're going to stand out like nobody's business because nobody does that. I do have a question. Tim is in the, uh, 
in the chat room this morning, Tim Bryan. Uh, Tim, what is the name of your show? It's something like, I will find your next podcast or find a favorite. It's something about finding a podcast. And I heard it and I was like, oh, that's cool. I should go check that out. And then I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Fred had asked, is anybody still using Skype? Because he saw an old post uh, from somebody saying how to record Skype calls. And I haven't been on Skype in a long time. It's been yeah. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I've been and- Skype for the first time a couple, just a couple months ago, but then been the first time in two years, maybe three. No, okay. By the way, Skype is really good. It's got some really good audio quality. Yeah. It's a really good, I mean, it was one of those services they honed and honed and honed until they got it perfect and then it became irrelevant. I mean, I, I don't know why. Well, one of the reasons why is Microsoft went away from Skype and started really focusing on Teams. Right. I can't imagine the development money they spent on Skype. And they can take that technology and they're moving some of it over to Teams, right? They've literally just abandoned it. It's a good platform. If you want to just record, pretty good. I wouldn't do video there for sure, no. but it's pretty good. Pretty good platform if if you know, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, Fred's saying he use he still uses a double ender. I mean that never goes out of style. It doesn't matter if you're using Zoom or Skype or Clean Feed or whatever you're using. It just I think with technology like Squadcast and Riverside and Clean Feed and Zencaster, all the other ones, they've just made it easy to do a double ender. And you just all and I always say it doesn't matter what you're using. Have two things recording because the more important the guest is, the better the chance that something is going to eat your file. And you go, oh, my God, I was interviewing Obama and, you know, blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. So when you have that second one going, that's when it's a good time to have you, it going on. So You may be interviewing somebody, and they're like, hey, we're going to be on Skype. And they go, what? What? Yeah. Well, on what? On what? So that that may be a hurdle, too. To get over, you know, like if you if you, now your guest has to go and download Skype and put a, you know, create a user account. That's and, now there's a web version, so maybe they could just do it that way. But I didn't see. I've, it's been so long since I've used mm. Skype. Miss Eileen says Elsie and, and Rob use Skype. Yep, and yeah. Kim from mm. uh, uh, the Toastmasters sure. 101.net yeah. says uh, it's better than Zoom. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. Zoom will give you listenable audio, but. I had somebody this week that uh, they had a Blue Yeti, and when they first fired up Zoom, Zoom was using the built-in microphone from their laptop. And I said, did you say you had a microphone? And she's like, yeah. And I go, yeah, it's not using it. And then she plugged in the Yeti, and I said, oh, that's a Yeti. I go, turn that on the back. So turn it to the one that looks like a heart. Don't talk into the top of it. And her audio went from, like, just like bathroom to pretty decent. We were doing a call this week on uh, StreamYard, and the guests in, in between my sound check and us starting went in and unchecked the, let the system control. No, checked it. So the system would control. And you know how that sometimes the, the background noise will, the system tries to pick up the background noise. So it'll automatically raise the volume. It right. gets louder oh, yeah. and louder and louder. And right as I brought him in, like <laughs> he was, he was temperature of the sun hot. And I had to, I was like, what the, we had, yeah. you know, we had done all the sound checks 
And so I had to go in and manually, thank goodness on, on StreamYard, I got some control over their audio. So I went in and fixed it. But that's those little things like you can't, you know, it's about five seconds of really bad audio and I should have started over just to be honest. Yeah. I didn't. My video guy's going to be pissed that I didn't start over at that point. It's five seconds. But still, even though you're testing, have everything done, things go wrong. That's it. The fun thing about that feature, because there's a feature, I think it's in a couple other programs too, where it'll automatically adjust the audio level. And what Skype used to do is when you didn't talk, it kept going, I don't hear anything. So it would turn up the volume, turn up the volume. And you'd, eventually you'd hear... And then the minute you talked, it was super loud and it would go because it was like somebody grabbing the fader and, and turning it down. So that's anytime I ever heard the ocean, I'm like, okay, you need to go into Skype and turn off the automatic because that's what it sounded like. It was like, we're like, yeah, that's that's not handy. So fans in the background, yeah. those kinds of things cause that because it it's just enough noise that the system thinks someone's trying to talk. Yeah. So it raises it to pull it in. And then, of course, you come on and it scrunches it right down. There you go. Kyle has uh, come in with the answer. Uh, Tim's new podcast, Find a Podcast About. That's going to be fun to, because you're battling Google. You know what I mean? There's a, that'll be interesting. I bet if I Googled that right now, I, I couldn't, I'll have to test that. But that's a great, I, I love the title because I know what it's about. Gabrielle asks, can you connect your P4? Anytime the answer is, can you? With the word P4 in the sentence, the answer is yes. I don't know anything it doesn't do. She's saying, can you record yourself? Yes. I would plug the microphone into channel one and record yourself calling others on their cells. Yes, I can plug the cell phone in right here and uh, do that. And so I could also have somebody in channel three on a computer. And so somebody could be on the phone Somebody could be on Zoom, and I could be in the room, and they would all hear each other. So you've got the the four plugs on that side. You've got the phone on that side that you can plug into, and then you've got a USB on the third side, and 200 bucks. It is the Swiss Army knife of podcasting. So it's a good value for all that you're getting. It's 200 bucks, 200 bucks. I think it just really? went over to, it used to be 199. And I think due to, you know, supply and demand, I think it's 220 now, something like that. So, but it's the P4. Uh, the P4 yeah. I, uh, yeah. I did a, um, I think I talked about this last week. I interviewed some guys at the Akron police department for my Akron podcast and just grab that with me. And I did buy another stand this week. Um, so, um, yeah, she says, I really need to take it out of the box. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you've got a, a really powerful piece of equipment. I mean, it, not only that, but it's pretty well designed. You know, you look yeah. at that, it fits in your hand. You can, like, there's all kinds of options. It gives you tons of options. It's got some dials on the front. I mean, you can actually do something. You know, I think about the Mix Pre 3 or even the Mix Pre 6, which is a little bit bigger. Yeah. That Mix Pre 3 is a little cube, you know, and it's it's not, it's just not as fat finger friendly. You yeah. know, I have these big sausage fingers in it. And the, the P4 is a little bit, a little bit better that way and a little cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper. The only thing I would just say is it's not cheap, but, you know, you don't want to kick this, you don't want to kick any of your equipment across the room. But it's it's plastic, so you know if you were to drop this, 
it's it's not going to like it a lot. So keep that in mind. So we haven't done one of these in a while, and uh, that is one of these. And now it's time for a power rant. And here's the thing: we're we're back to this scenario where, and I I love the fact that we're taking our podcast so seriously, but the problem is we are scaring ourselves into non-action. So Jim, Jim doesn't know what I'm going to ask him, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring Jim in here. Jim, have you ever had Cherry Garcia uh, ice cream from Ben and Jerry's? I have not. Have you ever had Jimmy Fallon something, something, probably Rocky Road or something, either, right? Haven't had either one of those. So Jim, how could you tell which one you like better, Cherry Garcia or Jimmy Fallon ice cream? But without tasting them, I would have to maybe read a few reviews and just see what people think based on their flavor profiles. But I wouldn't have, I couldn't really say unless I tasted them myself. There you go. That is the correct. (laughs) You have to do something. So if it's like, I don't know if I should do A or B. Should I, should I have the reading the reviews at the beginning of the show or the end of the show? Uh, Well, let's try one, you know, try one and then go how did that feel i don't know at the beginning of the show it seemed like i was reading something that maybe not everybody cares about and i'm putting off getting to the meat and potatoes and when i did it at the end it seemed like i got got to the meat and potatoes faster and then you're like oh okay so which one does the audience want more well the audience wants me to get to the content faster so it sounds like reading the reviews at the end of your show is that, like just take action and which one works like should i uh, should I put my episode numbers at the beginning or the end? Uh, I don't know. Try one and see which which one. I always look at it and go, which one would you click on? You know, when it comes to artwork or what's the goal? It just, but in the end, you have to take action. And sometimes you don't know until you go, ooh, that didn't work. Then then you try the other one. And, and if it's A and B and you do A and you go, yeah, that didn't work. And then you go B and that didn't work. That means you get to go find C. But if you just sit there and think about it, and that doesn't mean I'm talking about people like that have been thinking about doing a podcast for years. I'm like, no, just, just jump in. Remember you don't have to release everything you record. And I just, the, all the questions uh, that I saw on Facebook this week, I was just like, just, just do something. Just, just jump on in. Um, here's, here's one. Uh, we just, Oh, actually this is not, let me, we'll come back to that one. Um, anyone do a podcast? Oh, wait a minute. We can do this now. You ready, Jim? And now it's time for Jim to get his nerd on. (laughs) It's a hardware. It's a hardware question. Uh, does anyone do a podcast on a Chromebook? Will USB mics or a USB mixer work on a Chromebook? I think I know the answer to this. And what kind of software would you recommend? I am somewhat Chromebook illiterate, and that's where I was like, oh, I'll have to ask this one to Jim and see if you have any knowledge of Chromebooks. Yeah, I, I, one, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Can it be done? Sure. Yeah. There's probably some, yeah, there's probably some ways you can finagle some things. Um, many of the Chromebooks that are, that are in the field that are deployed that people own are the lowest end hardware possible. That's why they're Chromebooks, right? Now, they do sell some higher end Chromebooks, so you can have a really nice one still running the Chrome OS that has really good hardware. And if that's the case, yeah, I could, you could probably give it a try. 
just depends on the software you're connecting to, what you're going to use to record. Does it recognize the mic? I mean, there's only a thousand different kinds of mics that are USB enabled. So I couldn't tell you yes or no. You're going to have to try it out. Could it work? Sure. If you have a Chromebook that has its higher end hardware, uh, that your, your odds are better. If you bought a $99 Chromebook or it was one that got sent home with the kids from school after they were done with it, probably not. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news there, but it, would, it wouldn't be advisable. Just you, you want to have a little bit of quality in the, the components there to make sure things like video stuttering, you know, like if you're under, you have an underpowered box, it'll cause your video to, to stutter um, a little bit or pixelate can't won't support higher resolution pictures audio is pretty easy like audio is really small files pretty easy to process you can get away with just about anything so audio only oh your odds are a little bit better there but um i I would i'm not necessarily sure i would be a big fan of going chromebook yeah to me it's like can you do it yeah but you're probably making your life a little more complicated than it needs to be. So I'm, I'm, it's like when people go, yeah. I'm trying to find the best microphone for my phone. And I was like, okay, yes, you can record your pie. I mean, you can just use the built in microphone of your phone and use voice memo. But then the fun part is how do you get that file off your phone onto your computer where you can edit? And then they're like, no, I want to edit it on my phone. That's where I'm like, you you can it's like nah, you just really yeah really like yeah in, the, in this yeah you want to do it this way um there's some comments in chat uh kim says uh that uh, she thinks some teachers use chromebooks for the students to produce podcasts yeah you can you can do it i mean there's things you can you can record on them you yeah. can i mean you can do all these things on them if that's all you have and it works we'll do it yeah I'm just not, I, if I was in the market and, and someone was like, hey, I'm starting podcasting. Should I buy a Chromebook to get started? Uh, yeah, that's I it. Probably would, I would probably say no. Yeah, that's, that's it. If somebody says, hey, I'm starting a podcast, what should I get? The first thing out of my mouth is not, okay, start off, go get a Chromebook. Like, mm, not really the first thing out of my mouth when I, I hear that. That's, well, yeah, unless you're super familiar with the Chromebook infrastructure, like, say you're a teacher and you're doing this every day and you know how this stuff works and you know how the apps and the right apps to get it done. And cause they're, they're basically Android apps, right? I mean, and so you're in that ecosystem. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't just probably saying you shouldn't. Yeah. It's like, you're just, you're just going to make your life a, a little harder maybe. So yeah, so. it can't, it can be. And you know, um, just up the trail, Rob says uh, the kids can do amazing stuff on their phones these days. You know, if the phone is like, we have a whole generation of kids who, who may not even really care about a PC anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're on them at school. They got a type on them, but they don't, they don't use them. They don't want to use them. <laughs> they want to be on their phones. Right. And so they might listen. My daughter laughs at me when she sees the way I use my phone. Oh, you're still doing it that way. <laughs> yeah. You're such a Luddite, you know, <laughs> like I'm a tech guy. Yeah. So, yeah. There the- you go. Uh, Uncle Marv says, uh, according to Star Trek uh, 6, just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you must do a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Jason Bryan is letting me know, apparently I have a typo, which I realize is shocking in my YouTube what? description. Yeah, 
I have it's unbelievable, uh, Dave. I have all 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 were some instead of awesome in my YouTube description. So thank you, Jason, for that. I'll definitely uh find that out. Jason, I believe, if I remember right, is one of our awesome supporters. If you want to be an awesome supporter, you can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And uh, that little dog barking is, of course, I'm going to talk about the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a dog and you need something to listen to while you're walking around the block or you're at the park or the dog park or I don't know, you just it's it's all dogs all the time, 24-7. They have short shows, long shows. Apparently, there is a show over there about dog cancer because that's one of the leading causes of death for your your little buddy. And uh, check that out over at dogpodcastnetwork.com. Also, um, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. And you can check out PodPage at tripodpage.com. And if you want to learn how to use it, go to learnpodpage.com. And uh, if you just can't get enough gym, and how can you, uh, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out his show, Home Gadget Geeks. And when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. I got a bunch of shows and now the new coming uh, podcast trailer show.com is um, the trailers there. The shows drop shortly and well, we can talk about that in a second. I've already changed my schedule. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to ask the podcast coach.com slash support. Yeah. Originally I was going to make that a daily show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm working with Audrey.io to get trailers. And as I often do, I found a bug in their system. And when you say show me shows that have a trailer, um, it's, it does, but on the second search, it kind of doesn't or something, but they're looking into it. But I was like, all of a sudden what was supposed to take and when it works, it literally, the show is super simple and, if you like trailers, you'll love it. If you don't, you'll be extremely bored. Um, but um, it's one of those things where I was like, oh, I can do this because I can find a trailer like that. Because I wanted two, but I wanted two that were somewhat related because eventually at the site, you'll be able to say, show me trailers in comedy. Show me trailers in, you know, whatever, fiction or whatever. We do have a, I believe someone, has, yes, I see uh, I'm on Twitter. This is coming from Twitter Spaces, so... QR code ART is uh, now on the stage, and uh, we'll be happy to answer whatever question you might have. Hello, Dave. I'm usually in via YouTube, but today I was on the road, so I had to use Twitter Spaces, which works surprisingly good if you have a low bandwidth um, handy. About the question of the Chromebook, I recorded um, a podcast trailer on a Raspberry Pi 3, and edit it on the Raspberry Pi 3. So even with low hardware, it works quite nice. There you go. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can, for audio, you're, you're fine on, for low hardware on audio. You, you, if, when you're smart, like you are, you can make that work. I just, the average user, low-end hardware. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I always say, spend a little bit, you know, like, you you say Raspberry Pi and most people are like Chromebook. Pi. And there are a lot like of articles. Pi. I recently checked it out. Not yeah. on not on the Pi, also on the Chromebook. Uh, and a friend yeah. of mine records the podcast at the moment with a mobile phone, Dolby on, and um, that also works nice. Huh. Yeah, yeah. No, re recording audio is pretty easy to do that way. 
most mo- most folks who who can do it and do it well are fine with it for audio. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I do video that way. But yeah. I would have another question uh, to Dave. Um, how do you get your show which you are live streaming via StreamYard into Twitter Spaces? Uh, I, I also live stream via StreamYard, and I want to do the same, to be honest. Yeah, so I'm using StreamYard for the video and the audio, et cetera, et cetera. I'm using a Rodecaster Pro, uh, which okay. makes it suit. And I could use a PodTrack P4 for this as well. And I've just got the phone, which is where I'm running Twitter on, uh, going into the Rodecaster. So Jim hears the phone through the Rodecaster. I hear the the phone through the roadcaster and then you hear me on my desk here and then you hear Jim through the internet all it's basically the the power of the roadcaster and or slash the podtrack p4 so it's the ability to plug a phone into uh the mixer makes it uh okay easy. awesome all right anything else okay. we can help you with thanks no thank you all right thank you but thanks for calling in bye mm-hmm. take care there we go there you go. The joys of Twitter spaces. Um, and uh, Neil Headley is listening on Twitter spaces. If you haven't listened to Neil's show, uh, Voices in My Head, and he's he's cute because his name's Headley, so it's H-E-D. Um, really, he is the king of the callback. Uh, and that's because he, he, I think he was a comedian for eight years or something like that. And a callback is where you start off and you say, I remember once when I was six years old, I had a pair of red underwear or whatever it was. And then you tell a story and blah, 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 and lesson learned. And at the end you go, and it's almost like having a new pair of red underwear. And you go, oh, I see what you did there. You made the thing with the, and you brought it all together. And you're like, ah, so that is like his first five episodes. They all were like, and that's why I like, you know, blueberry slushies. And you're like, wait, what? Oh, I get down. So yeah. So the voice in my head uh, good guy. He was on my show uh, ah, a couple months ago. So came to town, got some Luigi's pizza. There you go. So. I still got to do that. Luigi's, yeah. I always I hear about this Luigi's, but now that the pandemic's over, I have to find my way out to Ohio. Yeah, um, here's a fun one. And did you say this is Rob that is just up the trail? Yeah, Rob. This is Rob, yeah. It says, I'm heading out on the trail for three weeks. I'll have my Zoom H5, a phone, and a card reader for the iphone and i plan on producing while out it won't be as good from home but great for bonus content yeah in theory i mean i've done content where i've just talked into my phone used voice whatever it is voice recorder sent it to dropbox downloaded on my laptop um you know and just went to town and then just uploaded it that whole nine yards but i could have just taken the audio and probably uploaded it to Patreon if I wanted to and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And that's again, where if your audience wants content and you're delivering good content, I don't think they care. I mean, when I listen to a guitar on a record, I go, Oh, I would like this record, but you know, he's playing a Rickenbacker and not a Fender. No, if it's a good guitar part, it's a good guitar part. So I don't know that people care how it was created. We do because we all have gear acquisition syndrome and we're all like, Ooh, what plugin is he using? But I don't know that the audience cares. The audience just cares that it's good and they go to town on it. So I think, I think 10 years ago when we were first starting this 10, 12 years ago, 
being on the road and doing interviews like at conferences where there was noisy and maybe the quality wasn't as good um, was okay. Like, I think people forgave you for that because, you know, they were like, oh, cool. This is new. Like, this is new technology. I'm not so sure today's listeners think that's as cool today as it was then. Like, mm. I can get audio anywhere. In those days, like, you, you just run into somebody at a conference and you'd be like, hey, let's talk. Let's do a quick interview, right? It was cool. I think today people are like, why, do, why didn't you just wait until you could call them, <laughs> you know, and get, a, and get good audio on this thing? Yeah, that's and so. I just when I, I'm I, yeah when I'm at an event, I don't try to do the interview now. What I try to do now is create the relationship and the connection, so that when I do get home, I don't have to a pull them away from a one of a kind event. You know, they're like, "Hey, let's go down the hall and do this thing." I'm like, "Yeah," but then I'm going to either miss a session or something else. You know, is there because there are things there you can only do there. I can interview you anywhere. So it's not like if I don't interview you now, I'm never going to get to interview you. So I, I've never been a fan of pulling somebody out of a conference to, to you know, maybe after the conference is over or something like that. And that we're was all a big just, deal. Yeah. For a while, we all did that. Yeah. We all did these interviews at conferences. And you could hear the murmur in the background. It was cool. Oh, yeah. Because not a lot of people were doing it. Well, now, you know, kind of like well, everybody, everybody, anybody can do it. And it's not that hard. And I'd rather have better audio. And so, you know, I think there's some, um, there's something too about like, just, just do a zoom call with them and get it or whatever and get better audio than, you know, and it, listen, if you can get dynamite audio on the road and do it that way, awesome. Get it done. Yeah. There was I, a question earlier about somebody wanting you know, two mics in a small studio and how do I do this without any bleed? Well, you don't, you don't, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't, it's not physically possible to not get bleed when you're in the same room. And it's small. The other thing about bleed, as I go back to my, I, I interviewed these two cops in a room and there was, it was just, there was blood everywhere. There was so much bleeding going on. And I listened to the original one with the bleed. And I listened to the one where I eventually just went in and cut out the answers and cut out me asking the questions and put them together. There really wasn't a whole lot of difference. Like the bleed was there, but it, it wasn't like, it didn't make the, the, interview unlistenable because there was a little bit of bleed. It was like, I, I was using decent microphones and I was like, man, I just spent like a good 30, 40 minutes getting this. And I went back and listened to the, because I was like, I wonder how, like, how bad did this sound in the original? I was like, yeah, that's not really that big a deal. Randy Cantrell down in the yellow studio says, if you interview guests using video who aren't podcasters, meaning they almost never have an outboard microphone is it worth looking at Zoom alternatives? Maybe. Yeah. And here's why. If you use a Squadcast, now I've got a separate track so I can take their really crappy audio and run it through Descript Studio Sound and make it sound more listenable. I think that would be Jim thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I think it just depends. Yeah. Just depends on the person. I mean, I am, I, I am getting progressively more tired of having folks on a sh on the show. I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna <laughs> on the Gallup, like on the Gallup. How very Todd Cochran of you. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm under NDA. Yeah. <laughs> so I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna, yeah. Um, 
that don't have a headphone or don't have even even these are better than just you know the, well I didn't want to cover my ears or they make me feel funny like get over yourself jeez like put on a freaking headset you know let's or or, or throw some earbuds in I just so many people like they'll connect and you know you hear this hello yeah. Like, are you on your laptop, Mike? Well, yeah. How's it sound? And I go, terrible. Yeah. Like, do you have headphones? Oh, oh, let me go. Let me go get them. What? We're doing a recording. Like, what made you think your laptop microphone was going to be good enough? Part, I think part of the problem is, is they've been allowed. They've been in organizations that have been allowed to do this during the pandemic. Just have terrible sound. And nobody said anything. And they know, listen, Ed Gallup, they know if you're getting on a meeting with me, you, you better dial your sound up a little bit because I'm going to probably, I'm going to probably shame you in the process of like, <laughs> Hey, we issued you a headset. Where is it? Cause you sound terrible. Like I can barely hear you, you know, in this and communication is important. So this is my power rant, Dave, but like it just <laughs> drives me nuts when people like you have, we, it's never been easier to have really good sound. Get it. Right. Yeah. That and what was funny is when I talked to the woman who had the I was listening to her audio from the laptop and then she switched to a blue yeti to which I then had to coach her through how to use that. She said, Man, I did like four episodes yesterday. And she's like, I can't believe nobody told me. And I go, Well, I listened through the ears of a podcaster. That's a blessing and a curse. I go, but yeah. I go, I always just, you know, tap your microphone, make sure people can hear you and kind of go from there. So yeah, it, you know, it, it gives you the ability to try to make it better where with zoom, I know zoom has the ability to, you can go in and say, give me separate tracks. And if it's just the two of you, that's not bad. If I did this on this show and somebody came in to zoom, I'm trying to think if that's even possible. Uh, but it, well, I know on StreamYard I have this ability. And the fun thing is if somebody jumps in the middle of this, you go to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, I will get a separate track of you, but I have to figure out where you were in the call to line up your audio. So that's what gets kind of tricky. But if it's just two people and you're doing an interview, uh, that would give you the ability as uh, as well. So to, this is a really good question. I think that uh, DR has it. She says, what are the ingredients of a good trailer? To which I go, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, what do you think, Jim? It's, it's a tough one. Why do we do, tra- why do, we do trailers? Well, Let me ask that question first. Well, think about it. Let's go back to when we hear the word trailer, we probably think movie. And what's a movie? In a world. Yeah, in a world. <laughs> Right, in a world but what's where the, podcasts are actually interesting. So what makes a good video, what makes a good movie trailer is at the end of it, you go, oh, we got to see that, right? So it's enough mm-hmm. to make you want to consume the podcast without giving away all the good stuff because there's nothing worse than when you go to a rom-com and you're like, man, all the good stuff was in the trailer. Like, we could like this movie could have been two minutes long. Um, so there's part of that for me, I think a good trailer, a, the bottom line is, do I want to hear that show when it's over? And then B, does it make me go, Ooh, I think that person's talking to me. So when they go, are you a person who swallows saliva over a long period of time in small amounts? This podcast might be for you. Then you go, wait, I think they're talking about me. 
So, uh, you know, listen to the, you know, we all drink spit show at we all drink spit.com. That's the thing that I'm finding as I listen to these. So many people are saying, find my podcast where, you know, in Apple, Spotify and blah, but I'm like, no, it should be go to my website slash subscribe slash follow in my opinion and make it easy because finding a podcast is not like if I went to go find Tim's podcast right now, it might not be easy. I mean, we could do that as an example, but um, you know, trying to find the podcast trailer show right now, because here's the fun thing. It has the word podcast in the title. Oh, yay. Good. Now I'm ranking against every other show that has the word podcast in it. Um, and the, so. Well, but okay. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to, you said you were going to be cranky and all of a sudden <laughs> I'm the one getting all cranky here this morning. Like, so podcast trailers, I know you just have a new podcast about trailers, right? But who is finding these things? Like, I, I don't understand. I have never watched a, or listened to a podcast trailer in the 15 years I've been listening to podcasts. Not one time have I, has like the only time I watch trailers is when I'm forced to in the theater when they, when you get there too early. Oh, I love right? and, and they show you all the trailers and they're well done. And you kind of go, ha ha ha. We try to make funny comments about them. I, I, I can't, I don't, is there a, like, is there a space for these trailers that you're talking about where people actually go, yeah, you can go send them to your friends and stuff on Facebook and, and whatever. But like, is that really an efficient use of your time? I just, I'm not a, I'm, I'm struggling to understand the ROI on a, for an independent podcaster to create a trailer. So the idea is number one, I can do a promo swap now with somebody. So if we share an audience or we share a topic you now for me, I'm like, well, why don't you just talk about each other's shows on the show? Um, like I just talked about, you know, Neil's show. Um, and Neil has talked about my show. He's talking, he's, he said my day, my friend, Dave Jackson, I heard it. I heard it on a show and I got giddy. I got giddy when somebody said my name on a show. Um, so there's that, but some people will swap trailers or promos. Uh, the old people called them, Back in the day, we called them promos. I had the podcast promo show. I still own that domain, I think. So there's there's that. But I do know that I've heard on other shows where it'll be like, hey, this show is brought to you by the earth. This show is part of the, you know, um, Home Gadget Geeks Network. I'm Steve Simpleton from the, you know, uh, I hate, you know, uh, Karate Kid show or whatever it is, you know. And I've never said, oh, I hate Karate Kid show. I want to listen to that because Cobra Kai is way too violent or whatever it is. I've never heard somebody do a 10-second spot. But what it does, again, is it, I, I, I'm with you. I've never, I don't know that I've ever heard a trailer and go, ooh, I got to hear that show. Yeah, you haven't sold me. Yeah, so. I, I just don't, listen, there's lots of other things you could be doing with your time. I'm not sure unless you've got a specific, listen, if you've got a specific example where you're using a trailer and you're getting ROI on it, awesome for you. That's just not something I would necessarily for new podcasters or even existing podcasters to say, oh yeah, spend a whole bunch of time making a trailer. And I just don't, I, I, I just <laughs> well, don't see that. And here's where trailers come into, I'm that. glad you said that because trailers are a great distraction for the person who's still a little nervous <laughs> About putting out an episode. Yep. They're yep. like, uh, before yep. I, before I put this out and launch my show, I'm going to do a trailer. And it's a, it's a great way to, 
you know, kind of put off really launching your show. And I was like, I'm trying to find, cause I made a trailer for the podcast trailer show. And again, this is one of my, what I call my fun shows. It's not like a real show. It's, it's me finding a way to say school of podcasting in front of a bunch of podcasters that may not know me. And the fun thing is I just realized I can't turn on, um, mix minus that we talked about before while I'm recording on the, I, I could, if we were just listening. So I'm going to try, I just uploaded this to Slack and I'm going to see if I can now play the trailer. Now the people on uh, Twitter spaces are not probably going to be able to hear this because I'm playing this from my phone and um, feeds that the, today is that no, well, that's weird. It's not updating. Well, this is phenomenal audio. Okay. So that's not going to work, but I'm with you. I, I, I love, cause you know, again, the early days of podcasting, we did tons of promo swaps. And I think yeah. back then, because there were only 70 podcasts, you'd hear a new one. Cause a back then nobody was launching podcasts. Like when somebody launched a podcast, like, Oh, some, there's a new one. We're up to 72 now. You know, uh, I remember we did a show. It was me, Rob Walsh from Libsyn, uh, Gary Leland from podcast pickle, which doesn't exist anymore. And Paul Culligan and me, and it was called This Week in Podcasting. And I remember one of the big stories was Maytag had launched a podcast. And like that was a big deal that a company was. And now it's like if your company doesn't have a podcast, that's the story. So it's kind of uh, kind of different that way. It's one of those things. It's they're fun in a way. And then the idea is some people, some apps, I think Spotify is one that you can classify an episode as a trailer and it will stick it to the top of your listing. So that's kind of handy. And that's one where, you know, you want a good trailer. You want it to make people go, Oh wow, this sounds good. I want to listen to this. So you never know. And all right, I'll I'll give in and say, (laughs) you got a trailer. I just, I'm not sure that's, I, I, I still, Still a little stunned. Hey, Ben had a good question, Dave, okay. uh, for you. He said, I've got the ATR 2100 and a Behringer. How do you pronounce that? Zenix? Z-E-N-Y? Zenix? 1002B with all the cables. I'm yet to set it up. Do you have any tutorials on setting up mixers and mics? I would have to. I have one at the School of Podcasting because I remember where I had to kind of label it and saying, hey, if you have a PodTrack P4, um, you don't have to do this. Because now, if you're doing interviews, now you have to have a mix minus. And I would have to look up that mixer to see if that's even possible. But it's been a while since I've I've gone down the mixer route. Ray Ortega's channel has one about gain staging with mixers. That that audio device that he has, right? That's just the little square, square bearing or single... Think, is right? it the, just a USB single, thing? Single or double? No, I think it's XLR um, as well. Oh, so it's a it's a little mixer with one channel. I think it's a little audio device. Yeah, I yeah. mean we have a, we have these giant computers in front of us. We could probably we could probably it Google off. it. I tell you what, while you Google that, I'm going to yeah. finally play the. I believe this is a trailer. Yes, it's 32 seconds long. Um, this is for the podcast trailer show. As a podcaster, we're all looking for our next podcast guest or our next podcast collaborator. As a listener, we're always looking for our next favorite podcast. 
And at the podcast trailer show, I'm going to help you find your next favorite podcast, your next favorite guest, and your next favorite collaborator. Subscribe and follow today at podcasttrailershow.com. Did we find the... Uh, we did, and I, except something... I updated the Mac, and it did something to the browser, and now I can't show screen. It is a... Um, no, it's a mixer. It's a it's a two bus um, mixer with with uh, British EQ, which is interesting. I didn't realize there was a such a thing as British EQ, but no, it's a mixer. It's a five. It's got five XLR inputs and, and all kinds of things. I would um I'm uh, Ben on that. I would say, like, read the manual. I know this is kind of going to sound weird, but the manual's got a lot of information in there on that particular board and how to set it up. Watch some YouTube videos on mixers yeah. to get get some of the fundamentals. If this is what you want to do, if if you want to use this for this, I mean, we've from a podcast perspective, we've all kind of moved away from mixers a little bit. I hope you didn't just didn't buy it and like, oh, I was I was moving in because it's really more than you need. Most most times you need a single channel, maybe two if you're going to do something locally, and um in in a full mixer. In this case, it's a pretty small mixer. It's got battery backup, which is kind of cool. Um, it's light. It's six pounds, pretty small footprint. So, um, get in there, dig in the, the, the watch a few YouTube videos and get some, get some things rolling on that. You should, you should be, it'll, it'll be nice with XLR input. It'll be nice for you. Yeah. I remember this now. It's been a while since I have, uh, played with this. Let me, I'm going to create the weird xylophone effect here for a second. Let me see if I do this. You mean you're going to create a singularity with yeah, we're, 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 a black hole on the internet? I think I can do, okay, I can do this. Here we go. All right, so here it is at Sweetwater. Yeah, there we, there um, we. It's a cool little mixer. What we're looking for is an auxiliary send, or in this case, you have effects. So, yes, you could use this for online um, interviews. It's not going to be as easy as something like a roadcaster or that. What does this go for? A hundred bucks. Um, but no, this is, this is not a bad little mixer if you're going to go with a mixer. Cause you've got three, three band EQ versus two. You've got a clipping light on, which is, you know, pretty standard. Yeah. It's not a bad little mixer. It's just, I haven't done mixers in forever. It's been at least, you know, since the roadcaster came out. So close to two years, but definitely still usable and uh, good to go. And if you're, if you're doing a show with, everybody in the same room that's even easier and you can just take the line out of the um you got the two rcas there and put that into the microphone in or line in on your computer that's the tricky part because if it's if you only have a mic in on your computer you're going to have to have the output way down because the mic in is much more sensitive than the line in on a computer so but um back in the day that was a cool little mixer yeah, uh, Kyle says trailers are put at the top of the web search. So it just, it's hard to make a good trailer. It really is. And then where where it comes in handy sometimes is when you've done a few episodes and then you can take the montage clip of things that, because the other thing you can do is, you know, if all of a sudden you go, yeah, and that's when Bigfoot came through the backyard. And then you're like, go on to another clip. You're like, wait, I want to hear the end of that. That's the... uh when you when you give somebody half a story, it bugs them. They want to go hear the the rest the rest of the story. 
So that's another thing a trailer can do. Um, Uncle Marv so, says, oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, just to follow up on Ben. He says, I've had the mixer for years. Initially, when I was in the member of the school podcasting, but then had my first child. child there we go. Babies, <laughs> man. So, um, well, you can, you can still resurrect it, man. Yeah. If you, you want to use it, just be simple with it. I think it's just mixers are often a little more powerful than they need to be for what we do. Just keep it simple. Adam at the podcast business school is swapping trailers with his listeners. Some work and some don't. Yeah. There are some bad trailers. One was like recorded on their phone, like on a table. And I was like, and that's the weird thing about doing a trailer show is I'm not being really choosy. I'm just like, are you talking about this subject? Cause I'm trying to group podcasts of the same flavor. And it's weird when uh, Shane from Spybrary had his done by music radio creative. It sounds amazing. And the next person is like, do you like James Bond? I like James Bond. James Bond is fun. So it was like, yeah, okay. So, um, but you know, who knows? Uh, what's the chat room about, uh, any, any of your comments on trailers? I did see where uh, uh, Gabrielle said I should just put my snowball to charity. Eh. Here's the thing with the blue snowball, much like a blue Yeti. When used properly, you know, it's just that thing needs to be on a stand, probably with some sort of windscreen, and get three fingers away from it. It would work. It It's just most people put it on a stand, put it about, you know, four feet from them. And then crank, yeah, and other side of the room, have it picking up, yeah, picking up in every direction. So, I I, regularly, Dave, I get, I I get, I have a few guests who have bought a mic, and so I'll say, hey, what, what, you know, what do you have? And they're like, oh, I've got a Yeti or Blue Snow. I'm like, where is it? And they're like, oh, it's over there. Yeah, and I'm like, um, can you bring it closer to you? They have to physically get up to get it. I'm like. Why are you putting that so far away? Oh, I didn't want it to be in the shot in the, in the shot. And you're like, well, okay, but it doesn't need to be across the room to not be in the shot. We can put it on the table in front of you, point it up towards you. I do this thing, you know, where I have them count to 10 a couple times. So we get the sound levels, right? I do a latency check to see, make sure they're, they're not more than a second behind in the video. But it just cracks me up. You know, they're like, oh, hold on, let me get it. And they got to reach. And you're like, yeah. why did you put it so far away from you? You know? So get those things, get them close. Yeah. Uh, I saw where, I think it was Gabrielle said that they were using promos for future episodes. That's a great idea. In fact, if you, I, I've been studying binging in, in terms of like, Let's look at Netflix. Let's look at HBO. Let's look at Apple Plus and how they try to get you to listen or, in this case, watch more stuff. And if you think about it, especially Netflix likes to show you uh, enough information for you to go, ooh, I want, like, that's a show for me. And somebody who does this really good is Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies. He'll introduce the show. He'll say who's on the episode and then be like, oh, by the way, if you missed last week's episode, I interviewed so-and-so and and we had this great discussion on such and such. And then he'll have a link in the description for that. Then he'll have his current guest on. He'll have a great interview and have a link to all their stuff in the description. And then he'll say uh, in next week's episode or in the next episode, I'm going to talk with so-and-so 
and we have a great talk about such and such. So I've now got three points of interest to go, that sounds like I'd like it. I just like the thing I listened to, and the thing he said is coming is something I would like. That's going to inspire people to go, I think I like this show, and then follow it. And I was like, I should do more of that. That's a because that's kind of what Netflix is doing. They're they're like, here's this. If you like this, do this. And and the more, again, that people see it and go, yeah, I like that. Um, and it just sounds like, hey, this this would fit me, kind of thing. So yeah, that's that's an element I stole from him and brought into Home Gadget Geeks was mm-hmm. to thank the guest from the week before. So we're yeah, blah blah blah. Here's the show. I got the one minute thing, and then. A big thanks to Dave Jackson who joined us last week. Dave came in and talked about this. It was awesome having him. Thanks, Dave. And then introduce the next guest. And at the end of the show, hey, we've got some great guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. You want to look out for Paul and for Aaron and they're, you know, for for you know Ben. They're all coming on the show. So I I, I stole that directly from him. I was listening to his show and I was like, oh yeah, we got to get that in there. Um, especially if you're a weekly variety or whatever if you're a variety show yeah um gabrielle says can you give me a critique of a promo i did a few years ago i want to do more for the podcast i'm working on um yeah send it in you know um school of podcasting at gmail.com or whatever you know how i feel about promos yeah jim's gonna Uh, well see that's the thing if we can get a trailer that jim goes that was good you know you're on to something yeah here's the thing i see so much in this is Hey, you know, welcome to the podcast trailer show. And uh, I thought what I would do to start off with this episode is explain who I am. I'm Dave Jackson. I've been podcasting since 2005. I was a paper boy when I was 13. And my favorite, you know, ice cream is chocolate. And then here's a really heart-wrenching story about my dog, Tippy. You know, whatever, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, street cred, street cred, street cred. And that's why I invented the podcast trailer show. And I'm like, yeah, but people tuned in for podcast trailers. And again, I don't think they care why I made the show. You know, in fact, there's, there's almost no me in it. It's just me. Hey, if you like your news delivered by people with English accents, you've hit the jackpot today. Our first one is from pod news. Pod news comes on. Commercial comes on. Our next one is from World News Daily, blah, blah, blah. Trailer, uh, another commercial. If you want to submit your show to be on the podcast trailer show, go to podcasttrailershow.com slash submit. Roll the credits. We're done. It's like two minutes. It's a really short show. So I just think that first episode, and it's it's been beat into our heads that people need to hear your story. They really they, they they will like you more when they hear your story. And I, I get that, but I'm like, I don't know that that would be my very first episode because I don't care about your story until you give me a reason to care. So when you give me something that's like, holy cow, wait, because maybe it's the, the best podcasting gear show. And somebody goes, hey, have you ever bought one of those uh, dust covers for the, your roadcaster? And you're like, ah, crap, now I got to take the dust cover off to turn it off. Did you know you can press the red button twice on the Roadcaster? And the first time it will say, are you sure you want to turn it off? And if you press the red button again, it'll turn it off so you don't have to take off the dust cover. And you go, I did not know that. That's great information. That's going to make me, now I will care about who is this person? That How do they know that? I'm not sure I get into the whole, you know, I don't know. Jim, what are your thoughts on 
I have to know. Like, did you start off with your friend? I'm Jim Collison. Let me tell you my story before we get into this cool new mowing tool. No, we just went right in. We yeah. we didn't. I tried to write a little intro that said what we were doing that we would say every week. That was, you know, the encapsulate in twenty seconds what, what the show is about. And we just kept we kept going. Now, like like um, uh, like Rob from earlier, I came out of another show. I had been doing a home server show, very niche, and then I went in general tech. So I had an audience that I could pull over from. Hey, when well, you guys want to listen to something else. So I didn't worry about a trailer. I was, I didn't, that was 10 years ago. I didn't think about it. Um, I, as you were talking about this, I just keep thinking about that YouTube channel called honest trailers mm. where they, they're like, Hey, if we, if we made a trailer that was honestly about the movie and then they pick out all the weird things <laughs> in it and just kind of make fun of it. That's, that's kind of how I think about trailers, you know, from, from that perspective. But listen, I, I've been starky about it, and I don't want to discourage anyone who's doing that. If you're doing it and you need to do it and you want to do it, do it. And, yeah. I, and I hope it's very, very successful. The, uh, there's a great, I wish I could remember what it was called exactly, but the one Avengers movie where they were all in it and Thanos and the thumb clicking, and the, I forget the name of that movie. But No spoilers, Dave. Right, no I'm spoilers. at, yeah. But it said seven different movie trailers from the same movie. And they said, here's insert Marvel movie as a rom-com. Here's this as a horror movie. And they took clips and using music especially really Uh shaped how it looked. Kim has a question. She says, we always get questions about how long a podcast should be. How about how short a podcast should be? Well, here's the thing. When I looked up, I did my first pod. I, I had my format. I'm like, it's going to be intro, trailer, add, trailer, submit, thank you, out. And I did that. And I looked up. I'm like, wow, this is like two minutes and seven seconds. And I was like, oh, I should look into making this an Amazon thing that people can put in their flash briefing maybe because it's super short. And I was like, yeah, but is and the only thing that I looked at is like, wait a minute, the ad is a minute. And the second ad is a minute. That means there's two minutes of content, two minutes of advertising. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. I, I mean, to me, anything over 30%, that's too many ads. And I'm like, I'm at 50. So I had to go back and change the ads to 15 second little blips. But um, I used to listen to, I don't remember it. I just remember it was from the Association of Christian Athletes. And it was some sort of something, something health minute. And it'd be like, hey, welcome to the, you know, health minute. Uh, I'm your host, Jimmy page. Did you know that carrots are good for your eyes? Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. All right. This show has been brought to you by the association of Christian athletes. So the idea of that show was not to really show off their prowess, but to keep their brand in front of people. And it worked because I remember it was from the association of Christian athletes. And I remember that the host name was Jimmy page. Cause every time he said that, I was like, from what Zeppelin, is that what he's up to? Um, you know, but <laughs> It was really short and sweet. And here's the really nice thing about a short show. So let's say you spend two minutes listening to the podcast trailer show at podcasttrailershow.com. And it's about, I don't know, sports trailers. And you could care less about sports trailers. Two minutes into it, the show's over. You're not mad because you only wasted two minutes of your time. If that had been a 25 minute show and at the end of 25 minutes, you're like, that was horrible. You're like, ah, now I'm kind of cheesed off because you wasted 25 minutes of my time. Whereas if I only waste two minutes of your time, 
I might listen to another episode because tomorrow you might have really good comedy trailers or something like that. So, Dave, what do you think's a worse experience though? Listening to a well-produced trailer and then getting to the podcast in a false flat, <sighs> or just listening to the podcast from the beginning and it falling flat. You know, like yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it better match. The trailer should better match what your podcast is. And so you could have this slick, you know, in a world. Yeah. In in you know, slick trailer. And then they get there and it's like, hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Dude. We're here. We're going to spend the next 17 minutes just, <laughs> you know, goofing off. It reminds <laughs> me so much when I was a musician, there was a band. I forget the name of the band, but they had gone to somebody and it was like this train sound chuka, chuka, chuka. ladies and gentlemen you know mega watt and then like it would stop and you'd expect them to like da 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 and da 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 no instead the guy would run out to the microphone and go hey how about some tom petty you're like wait that's like the most anti-climatic ladies and gentlemen mega watt hey let's play some tom petty dan dan that's like oh that's like the most anti- so yeah this is where you want your going back to mark and branding Right, you don't want this upbeat tempo. Hey, we're gonna talk about death today. It's the death show. We're grieving. Yeah, that's not gonna work. But the other thing that I see, I've seen this a couple of times because I listen to a lot of beginnings of shows. Is you recorded your podcast with your laptop mic because you didn't know any better, and then later you you got a Samson Q2U. So the show starts off, and it's well, it's like. Welcome to the podcast trailer show where we do And then the guy comes on. He's like, yeah, the podcast trailer show episode number three. And you're like, wait, what? Why is the intro so horrible? Like a lot of people are not going to make. It's like, why is Charlie Brown's teacher the announcer of your show? And then you come on and you sound great. So you might want to go if you have an intro that you play, like both Jim and I do our openings live. Right. We do it. You know, we say the same thing every week, but it's it's live. Whereas if you've pre-recorded it, you want to make sure that your intro matches the quality that you're now delivering 18 episodes later, because otherwise, a people might not make it through your the introduction of your show. And yeah, but uh, would you would you be really angry if it was a yeah. well-produced trailer and then you get there and you're like false advertising? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you know, I just rather I just rather go right to the podcast. I would rather the trailer be every week in the front that brings value in a short amount of time and gets people into the content. That's that's for me. I'd want that in the podcast. Well, I don't I don't want to have to have a separate one to to but that's just me. Again, that's just me. I'm sorry, I'm being I know I'm trashing trailers. <laughs> that's my new podcast. That it's a, coming out next week. Trashing trailers. Trashing trailers. trailers. <laughs> Uh, where we find the world's worst trailers and throw them under the bus. Better, uh, I better look. I better look up that uh, <laughs> that domain. You're right. available. Uh, but no, you you make a good point. We kind of do a trailer at the beginning. Now we can't on this show because we never know where we're going. Like I didn't know we were going to talk about trailers today. I had stuff about. I had like five questions that have nothing to do with what we're talking about today. And so uh, that's where at the beginning of your show. And and again, I'm going to use the gym line. This is what I think. It should be, you know, this show. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. That's what the show is. And if I knew what we're talking about, I could say, hey, today Jim and I are going to be talking about trailers as well as what do I do with this old mixer? 
uh, you know, and give people a glimpse. So that's a trailer of what's coming, but we can't do that because we don't know what we're doing. If I wanted to, I could have said, Hey, this week, and I could go down my questions. We're going to talk about, well, I did a, a power rant. I can't remember what that was about. Um, Oh, not, we're going to talk about how to make a decision today on the show. I could have said that. Um, at the beginning, because I knew I wanted to go there because it was driving me nuts. And then uh, I forget what your power rant was about. Um, I got a tech question about uh, uh, Chrome. Chromebooks. Yeah, we're going to talk about Chromebooks. Yeah, so you could always, for me, it's like, here's what the show is about. Here's what we're talking about today. And then, now, why do I want to do that? So the audience can decide, is that something I want to listen to? Because yeah. at the beginning of, of the trailer show, I say, hey, if you like spies, you're going to love today's episode. So right there, if you go, I hate spies, you can go, yeah, next, swipe left, delete. I always want, I never want to waste my audience's time. And so on occasion, if I do something that's really beginner 101 stuff, I always let the audience know, hey, if you already have a podcast, this episode is not for you. This is for the person who's thinking of starting a podcast, and then they can can go from there. So again, they can, uh, so, um, oh, somebody's asking, it's podcasttrailershow.com. Uh, trashingtrailers.com is taken. Can, uh, I can get a domain agent to help me to buy it if I want, but I, tr- I could get tr- trashingtrailers.me. That would be the... There you go. I tried or, that once, the whole try to buy it from something. Uh, I tried to buy the the um, domain council culture. So instead of okay. cancel culture, it's council culture. So the idea of, like, let's not cancel everybody. Let's Let's talk to each other and that whole nine yards. And I forget what I went through and they contacted the person and I then said, Hey, I I would give you this much money for that domain. I never got an answer back. Nothing. Zero. Like not like, so I was like, well, that was, which I don't think they, I don't think they made any money because the domain didn't sell. I think they only make money if it, but the problem is you can't see, even if you go to a who is.com, I couldn't see who the, who owned the domain to say, Hey, I want to give you money for that. So instead I bought yeah. councilcultureshow.com. So I, I now hover, to, hover uses domain agents for yes. this and it's 20 bucks. You're out 20 bucks regardless. Yeah. Right. And then you have to make a minimum offer of a one ninety nine for these, for these domains. And then they, I imagine they start negotiating with them at that point. Um, so there you go. If you want to, if you want to, I would, I would never buy it, but if you want, I would go with trashingtrailers.me. I'm going to start doing that. I'm Here's what I'm going to do, Dave. You're going to do your show. And right. it's going to be, and then the next week, I'm going to do one on your show, trashing the the trailer that in the, in the podcast you did. So I'll just be a week behind you making fun of the trailers that uh, that you're highlighting. Are you okay with that? Would you would you kick me off this show if no. I... If I <laughs> No, please do. Um, wow. Yeah. Can, wow. It sounds like this, that could be big. Listen, we could both create podcasts that nobody listens, listens to. to. That's so. it. Well, and this is just me playing in this case with yeah. red circle, which I already found one thing I don't like about red circle. And that is, although I haven't asked their support yet. And when you have a question about a media host, the best place to go is not Facebook. I know that's hard to believe. You want to actually ask the media host. So I'm going to ask them, is there any way I can get a feed with the last episode in it? I know Captivate, I know Libsyn does this. And the idea is you can then feed that to 
an Amazon skill, which would be used in the Amazon flash briefing, which means I might get an extra two plays a month if I go through all this extra steps. But it was just one of those things where I was like, huh? Um, yeah. So um, Dave says someone should so Dave, sometime you should highlight short 30 and under podcasts since more are 30 minutes and longer. I am doing a thing now and I'm not sure I'm going to keep doing it. I started a segment on the school of podcasting called I heard it on a podcast. And the idea was, Hey, look how cool podcasts are. Here's all the stuff you can listen. The problem is some of the stuff I hear, like if I hear something cool on congressional dish, like that's kind of a, it's, it's not a political show. It's not right or left, but they do talk about government. In fact, she just talked about that. And anytime you do anything remotely, whatever, political or, hey, did you know that this or that or what? It's, you, you know, everybody's triggered now. We're all a bunch of giant snowflakes. Yeah. What's wrong with snowflakes? They have structure. Yeah, that's it. So um, you should highlight short 30 and under podcasts. Yeah, I think most, I know there are a lot that are more than 30. I don't think the one, no, I do. The ones I listen to, like I listen to No Agenda. I listen to Congressional Dish. I listen to Todd and Rob. I'm trying to think of other shows I listen to, but I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know how long they are. I don't. I really don't care. It's like if they give me, we just, I just did this with my last episode where I asked, um, if you find a new podcast, would you have to bump one? And everybody said, I heard it over and over and over. I don't have time for another podcast, but if it was really good, I'd make room. And then people, cause that was going to be my next question. Well, how do you know if it's time to like cut one loose? And everybody already answered it. If they're not delivering value, they're gone. And I was like, well, that was my question of the month for the next month. You already answered it. So yeah. So I don't, I don't know how long the episodes I listen to are. I know, um, uh, talking fat is with Jen Briney and Jonathan Oaks from trivia warfare where they're, they're both trying to lose weight and it's just two people having a phone call. It really is. And I don't know if I didn't, I know both those people. So that's why I listen. It's like catching up with my friends. I don't know if anybody else would, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, off to, off to pay attention now. How long are my shows? I know, um, Neil Headley's is about 20 minutes, maybe something like that. His are, are super to the point and, um, damn. So, and I'm trying to find my Twitter space. Yes. Neil is still around. This, this show is an eternity. This show is an hour and a half. Yeah. We can't even remember what we said in the beginning of the show. Well, that's, that's it. how long ago it was. <laughs> well, I know originally I was thinking it would be occasionally 60 minutes long. Like we would just yeah. quit after an hour, but it's like, yeah, the chat room gets going and you know, like again, the old, old thing is not, how long should my podcast be, but how long can I hold their attention? And there's a lot of stuff from this episode that's going to get cut. Like the whole thing where I was looking for the mixer or something. No, the whole thing with the trailer and the trailer being too fast, probably not going to make it to the public. That was a bit of a train wreck, but that's the joy of live. So, but you do what you can. So, uh, Jim, what is coming up on, uh, home gadget geeks this week? So I got the opportunity to have my oldest son on. He's a drummer. Nice. Uh, Phil Phil Collison is his name. That's pretty close to Phil Collins. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and play off that a little bit. 
but he's a drummer and uh, he came on one. He's thinking about starting a podcast. So I thought, well, just come on my show first and see if he even like this kind of format. So he did that. Then we talked about his drumming and some, some, you know, tech kind of that we use at our church for track, you know, for like large bands and mm-hmm. tracks and some of those kinds of things. So it's fun to have him on. I don't know why it took me 33 years to get, he's 33 years old. Don't know why it took that long to get him on, but uh, it was a ton of fun. It'll be launched a little bit later today, homegadgetgeeks.com. So how many kids do you have again? Five. Five. So you've got. He's the oldest. You've got. And I know. Sammy you, is my youngest. And yeah. Sammy is your daughter that's podcasting. She's my youngest. Yeah. Yeah. And she's the reporter or. or journalist. Journalist. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so now does she have a podcast? I know she. Hasn't, hasn't has not launched one yet. No, we're work, we're still working on that. Okay. Little planning phase yeah. going on there. Awesome. Well, she's trying to figure out really what she wants to do. Right. I mean, it's just one of those kinds of things. We've got some other things going on in the background. She's trying to finish school. So oh, we got well. some work to do, but she's been, she's been on my podcast a bunch. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. I'm not I don't like my other kids, so they're never. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> nice. On the school of podcasting, uh, you will hear Connie Abers where uh, I asked her uh, because of my podcast story and she had about six and I went, let's just turn this into an episode. So it's a lot of because of my podcast stories. So thanks to, uh, Dan from based on a true story podcast.com. Thanks to Mark from podcastbranding.co. Thanks to James over at the dog podcast network.com. And thanks to our awesome supporters at ask the podcast slash awesome. You could be one of those and I could be thanking you right now. So 